This is The Power Profile, stories of world-class leadership, hosted by award-winning broadcast journalist and media entrepreneur, Christina Mendonza. Get ready to connect with those defining success. This is The Power Profile, where we look at power in all forms of our personal and professional lives and talk to people who've leveraged power in different ways in their own lives. Today, Rachel Sr. is my guest. She's going to talk about the power of your dreams to build your professional success. There is a story about one of the greatest songs ever written that leads into my guest quite nicely. It was November of 1963. Paul McCartney was living in a little flat in London and he woke up one morning from a dream. He stumbled over to the piano and he started playing a melody that he had heard in his dream. He worked on the song for a year and a half. He was convinced that he had heard this melody somewhere and he was concerned about unknowingly or accidentally plagiarizing another artist. Well, he finally figured out, no, indeed, that melody came from his dream. The song was Yesterday and it went on to become one of the most popular songs of the 20th century and it even topped several best song ever lists. And while it all seems a bit magical, we have to understand that McCartney was very skilled and equipped by then with the knowledge to turn his dream into a recorded song. Also, yesterday was an expression of what was going on in McCartney's life. The song is full of his artistic DNA. Great art should be this way. Great businesses can be built this way as well. And great careers, especially when we pay attention to our dreams and not let them fade with the first cup of coffee in our busy mornings. That is what Rachel Sr. is here to talk about today. She has a master's in psychology. She's an education specialist in curriculum and instruction. She has six children and several books on dreams and business with her latest being the business of dreams five ways to maximize the linear relationship between your purpose your business and economic success and your dreams and rachel joins me now from atlanta hi thank you for having me absolutely I, you know i want to um get into this i'm i'm fascinated by this topic and i'm sure that's something that you hear all the time people are always fascinated about their own dreams and what their dreams can tell them about their life what kind of uh, insight it might offer what does it mean to respect a dream so um respect a dream it simply means that value what your dream has to say um larry page stephanie myers james cameron the beatles billy joel madam cj walker albert einstein all of these people became very successful in a major way because they respected their dreams enough to move on what they had seen. And I believe that if we as a culture begin to all take the same example and begin to look into our dreams, give the dreams the attention that they're actually um, um, therefore, then we would begin to walk in our greater and greatest successes because many people get their greatest ideas, their greatest moves, their greatest strategies out of their dreams. When you read some uh, science about what dreams actually are, uh, you know, a lot of times you'll hear it's kind of your brain junk. It's your brain kind of filing memories from the day. And and uh, this is just kind of the cleanup crew moving into your brain <laughs> and that they may be, you know, they may mean something, but they may not mean something. I mean, in your study of dreams, what do they what do they try to tell us on a daily basis? 
So in my study of dreams, um, I have found um, out of, um, there is um, Dr. I forget her name, but she did, uh, uh, she said something that I have in my book about how dreams are actually ways to bypass our um, our egos and our emotions and the linear systems of the mind that oftentimes um, limit us to think beyond what we're capable of. So the, the the gift, if you will, of dreams actual in actuality, dreams go past where our minds typically don't let us go. Um, even in the psychology of dreams, there are psychological um, practices, um, therapeutic practices that utilize what comes and what information comes out of our dreams to counsel people in the directions for which they will have greater success in their well-being. So while um, there are some theories that would say that dreams come out of our um um, the what we process in the daytime from what we see and then our subconscious processes it at night. But then it can't explain why some people dream about things they've never experienced before. For example, um, dreams about something that takes place and then it happens in a week or it happens in a year or it happens just the way you dreamed it. So um, it, science can't that can't explain uh, in actuality, uh, um, it's just our dreams processing it because a lot of people are dreaming things they do not know or situations. I myself, Christina, am a dreamer and I've been dreaming since I was young. And I have dreamed about people who I've seen that had gotten sick and didn't know because I didn't even live in the same state. But then I call and find out they're sick or I've dreamed that um, I'm going to... Um, uh, 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 sign a building, my, my actual church where I reside right now, I saw the address in a dream. So in actuality, our dreams are giving us information that our own minds cannot um, will not allow us to conceive because we're probably, um, we, we don't think that's possible or capable or our emotions are too involved. So in actuality, our dreams are actually a way to get around ourselves. That is so interesting because I too have had that experience where I've I've dreamed about something and then years later I'll be in a situation and think to myself, oh my gosh, this is exactly <laughs> how it unfolded. This is crazy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not all dreams are good ones, of course. You know, sometimes we have nightmares. Um, I know that I've come to realize that if, if I'm feeling overwhelmed in my life, I will dream about water. I'll dream about tsunamis and floods and water leaking into, into you know, through ceilings and that sort of thing. Um, you know, what kind of mechanism do people have in their dreams that kind of warn them of things? I mean, is water common for a feeling of overwhelm? Um, water is definitely um, common for um not just overwhelming, but also water can be, um, when you have a dream, say you're in the dream and the room is flooding, or um, you're in a dream and you see ocean waves and all of that. Um, sometimes dreams are, uh, sorry, the water in the dreams are symbolizing that there is a calm coming, or, um, or, or sometimes depending on how you see it, it's a washing out, like something needs to be cleaned out of your system or cleaned out of your life, or there's something that needs to be washed out so that you can redo it again. Something needs to be renewed. Something needs to be regenerated. Check around you and, and see what's around you because ultimately the water is trying to say, we want to bring you back to a calm place in a, in a, in a, um, 
in a calm state of being. Um, water can also um, mean, you know, calmness and and peace and serenity. Um, so ultimately, uh, when you and you said something that was key um, um, about how you recognize in your dream patterns that when you're overloaded, oftentimes you dream of, of water. Everybody has a unique dream language. Um, there are things that you can dream, Christina, that mean one thing to you. I dream the same thing and it means something else to me. Um, I call them metaphorical dreams that speak our language. There are symbolic dreams that are just language in general. You have to research, but then there's metaphorical dreams that are like they are our language they um you dream of relatives and it's what that relative means to you you dream of celebrities and it's what that celebrity means to you you dream of places childhood homes and it's what that place means to you so and ultimately oftentimes dreams can come to tell us about ourselves something that we don't know like um listen christina you're getting a little overwhelmed it's time to put that down so here comes the water and you recognize that so you can say all right let me take a moment let me regroup. Let me get myself together because I don't want to go into this next situation stress. So depending on you, when you become, when you begin to recognize your language, you can then begin to make moves according to what your dream is saying. But, um, but that's really great that you brought that up because I recognize certain things when I, when I actually see that I'm brushing my teeth a lot in my dreams, it means for me that I'm getting ready to do something to please people. I'm concerned about how I look and I really want to please a certain person. So they literally, they're wow. like guidance to what you're getting ready to do. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. Okay. So how do you know, how do we decide which dreams are insightful that we should be paying attention to and which dreams are just kind of brain junk? <laughs> <laughs> so um, for, for, for me, when I teach my dream class, I teach about um, preparing for the dream. Um, I I truly believe with everything in me, Christina, that dreams are God's systems and ways of communicating to us. But there are times when we went to bed with so much on our brain and the brain will begin to start processing and doing things on its own because the brain wants to make sense of things that you can't make sense of. However, if you uh, prepare yourself um, to go to bed at night a certain way in, in anticipation that you're going to get insight from a dream, it can calm that brain activity that's just brewing, that's interfering with the dream activity that's trying to come forward. And so one of the um, 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 things that I, that examples that I use with that is the Jewish culture. The Jewish culture is a very disproportionately um, successful, statistically very disproportionately successful in business and entertainment and um, in, in entrepreneurship. They're a very, very, very successful um, culture of people. However, what people do not know is the value and the respect that the Jewish have on the dream. Before they go to bed at night, they actually say a prayer that that, that releases and causes them to reflect so that they can get out of themselves what was messed up about the day, stressed out of the day. They they just they just they just kind of unwind before they go to bed because they understand and recognize that I'm going to get some insight out of my dreams. And if I don't go to bed with my mind settled, 
and my heart settled, then I might miss what needs to be brought to me. So ultimately to, to quiet that dream activity, because I'm sorry, that brain activity, people call it junk dreams or, or people may say, oh, you know, I had a crazy, stupid dream, but it's not to me that in my own research, I don't see it as a dream as much as I see it as your brain just kind of just throwing stuff and thoughts that are kind of just going all around versus the actual dream that will come that will have some type of meaning that will have some type of insight it actually looks like something it doesn't not necessarily just feel like something it looks like something and it and and even though it might you know look like um animals or 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 food or something it, it, there's something about it that grabs your attention versus a bunch of thoughts and mental things just kind of just flooding your head through, throughout your sleep and so i encourage people that you need to go to bed like you're getting ready for a meeting <laughs> Hmm. Okay, so we're, uh, so if you're just joining us, we're speaking with Rachel Senior, author of Business of Dreams, Five Ways to Maximize the Linear Relationship Between Your Purpose, Your Business and Economic Success, and Your Dreams. So you mentioned five ways. Can you give us one of the ways that we can maximize that relationship between our dreams and our purpose and success? Yes, one of those ways is um, principle two, which is to interpret these dreams. You have to interpret these dreams. I often say, um, Christina, that dreams are symptoms and the interpretation is the diagnosis of those symptoms. And if we would then get the right diagnosis, then we can get the right treatment. <laughs> and so ultimately, our dreams are our symptoms. They're telling us that something we need to be paying attention to, something something in our life, our life success might be compromised, something in our um, that greatest endeavor might be compromised, our health or whatever. So these dreams arise to get your attention that something needs your attention in order for you to make sure that you meet your greatest business, economic or your established place and purpose. So when these dreams come, it's your responsibility to interpret them. If you can't do it yourself, connect yourself with an interpreter, a dream interpreter that, that is gifted in that area area um um, and, and receives that insight, that, that divine insight um, from, uh, from from God. But um, you definitely want to get an interpreter um, to interpret that dream because when you get the right diagnosis, then you can now respond to it. And oftentimes people get an interpretation if they do get interpretation and it's the wrong one and they do nothing with it. And imagine, you know, the doctor diagnosing you with a heart problem and it's cancer. And so now you have a problem because you're getting the wrong treatment or you're moving in the wrong way. And so ultimately our, um, our dreams stop us from being faulty systems walking around or, or corrupted systems or compromised systems. So one of the steps is to interpret that dream, interpret that dream. And the fifth step is so that you can respond to the dream. And I give you ways to respond to different kinds of dreams. So it's very important that we diagnose our dreams so that our dreams can tell us where we need to go. How did you become uh, interested in this? Did it come from a dream of your own or just <laughs> talking to your, your clients uh, about their own dreams? Well, one, like I um, said earlier, Christina, I have been dreaming from childhood and it intensified as I came into college. 
Um, and then from there on, it just, it's been absolutely crazy. But I actually dreamed, I actually had a dream that I was teaching on dreams um, in universities. Um, in corporate settings. And I knew, uh-oh, there's something bigger about these dreams that I'm getting ready to move into. And it began to, you know, I began to dissect my own dreams, my own dreams and the things that I've, that I've done because of it. And so that research and that experience and that time and those dreams that kind of led me um, right into this area right here is what really um, sparked my interest in doing this. Then once I began to help people with their dreams some of the successes that have come from there i mean people have wrote written books because of what was interpreted out of their dreams people are now screenwriting movies because of what was interpreted out of their dreams um there was someone who got diagnosed with um a, a, a gest gestational diabetes but because of what they saw in their dream of them eating avocados, they begin to eat avocados and it completely reversed the diagnosis. And so um, just some of the things that I have uh, uh, I say diagnosed or interpreted with some of my dream students or some of my dream clients, have been integral in some of their um, business successes. Um, young, one young lady's nonprofit um, is now taken off because she has sought in her dreams how she was going to get the support of local celebrities to do so. And those dreams pushed it. So there is actual vital information. And then, you know, I'm also my I'm also a pastor, um, Christina, and and biblically speaking, dreams have been a primary way in the way that kings ran and managed their their kingdoms. They literally depended on their dreams. Biblically speaking, historically speaking, even Mesopotamian Hebraic kings used to look at their dreams and, and get interpretations. They created these books of, of a thousand common um, dreams, over a hundred interpretations of common dreams that these kings would have and they would look back to. So ultimately these kings understood biblically and historically that I gotta pay attention to my dreams because there's something in my dreams that will tell me how to keep my kingdom, how to maintain my kingdom, how to win this war. And so I feel like as we, you know, advance, as we become more advanced in technology, more advanced in science, more advanced in things, we've gotten away from some of the greatest gifts that was given to us historically, which was the dreams that give us insight and guidance and has been proven to work over and over and over again. Wow. So you approach this not only with your um, your education in psychology, but also as uh, as a teacher of some of this in your curriculum mm -hmm. instruction specialty, and then again as a pastor approaching it. Uh, you know, I have a question about a specific type of dream that a lot of people seem to have. Uh, they dream of loved ones who have passed away. That dream can come like in a visit or they could see them in their dreams. Lots of people dream of someone who has passed away. What mm -hmm. does that dream mean? And I know it can have various meanings for different people, yeah. but is there, um, is there a thread of, of similarity that run through uh, dreams about loved ones who've passed away? Um, so yes, there is, I'm going to say commonly, um, um, it's what that loved one that passed away represented to you oftentimes. Sometimes it, you know, it can be like you said, various things, but on a common 
um, com common thread between them. Um, I know um, there was this young lady, an uh, older woman actually, that, that reached out to me because she kept dreaming about her mother who had passed away. But for her, her mother represented um, a nurture and, and comfort. And oftentimes she would find that she would dream about her mother when she was in her most uncomfortable state, when things were around her, was she was kind of worried about in her waking life, um, you know, when areas were just not, you know, um, um, well, and then she would dream of her mom and her mom would come and hug her or her mom would come and talk to her. And it came, she began to see the pattern that, oh, my mom, I dream about my mom when I am in a place where I'm kind of all over the place. I don't know. I'm, I'm worried. And then she would see her mom. Um, there was um, a young lady who I knew who would dream about um, her uncle and oftentimes her uncle played the part of her dad in real life because her dad was kind of in and out of her life. So when she saw her uncle in her dream, it usually sig signified for her a fatherly advice, fatherly wisdom. For her, um, um, it was um, like, like godly divine wisdom that was being given her. So whatever her uncle was saying to her in these dreams meant that meant something very um, wise to her to pay attention to. Likewise, myself, my dad um, was, uh, um, had, had, he's passed away. Um, he's been dead for um, 16, 17 years now. Um, in the beginning, Christina, when I used to drink of my dad, it was literally because I was having a hard time accepting that he was dead. I used to have a dream where he would show up and I'd say, you've been alive this whole time? And it kept happening. Like I had this dream like, multiple uh, months in a row um, that I, that my dad would come back and I would be like, oh my God, he'll tell me, yeah, I was just vacationing in Florida. I wasn't dead, you know, but it was me having to accept that I was not okay yet with the fact that my dad had been taken away from me. Um, and I had to, I had to come into terms, but I had to let that go. However, now, um, after um, years and, and after coming and accepting that and being good and healing from that, my dad often represents godly wisdom to me. When I see my dad, he's telling me, finish the race. He's telling me, you can do this. He's giving me something or, or telling me or showing me what not to do or what to do. So, you know, the loved ones typically that have passed usually are signifying something that they represented to you. And if you look at your life and where it is and, and the pattern of when you dream of them, you can often find what exactly their meaning in that. And that's just typical because they can also mean different things. Right. Wow. Okay. Um, and, you know, a lot of times you get up in the morning, you have had a very vivid dream. It feels like you're there. You wake up. And by the time you're finishing your first cup of coffee, it's disappearing. It's like it's going away and you don't have that grasp on it. Should you be writing down your dreams as you wake up? Absolutely. Um, that's um, one of one of my steps in the book is to meditate, um, meditate on your dreams. You have to, another thing that the Jewish people do, they have a dream journal that they keep next to them because they know when I wake up, I need to write this down. Dreams are like a vapor. They can, when we wake up, they can literally just kind of vaporize and go away. So we have to 
We have to prepare ourselves to remember. This is something that I teach in my classes, how to strengthen um, your, 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 your spirit, how to strengthen your inner self um, so that you can remember and recall these dreams that are being given to you. Um, when you go to bed prepared to receive the dream, it also helps with your memory. Um, when you wake up and you write these things down, they help. Um, there was a young man, I talk about him named Simon Lee, who used to have a reoccurring dream where he would dream that he kept seeing the number 50 flashing like a big sign. And he kept dreaming this for months and he wrote it down and he began to meditate on it, pray on it. He sought counsel on it. He sought clergy on it. He sought um, people on it. And after um, some months, the interpretation came to him that um, this was a business that he was getting ready to start and his business strategy that would make him successful is by, that he would give 50% of his profits away. And so that name, his name was Simon Lee. He started that business in 2010 or 11 and has been successful, become millionaire in giving 50% of his profit away because of a dream. And so I tell people, not only do you want to write the dream down, but don't pretend you never had it. Take the moment to really seek what that dream means and write it down so that you can always go back. You might not get it right away. You might not get it that in that hour. You may not get it in that week, but always take a moment to go back in your dream journal and look over these dreams because they have, they're telling you something and you might re realize what they're saying at the time you need to move on them. So don't get discouraged if you don't know what it means right away. Sometimes you're supposed to know when you're supposed to move or sometimes it's giving you a glimpse into what you're going to do. But you definitely want to write these dreams down because as you write them down, you're kind of imprinting them in your heart and you're imprinting them in your mind. And as long as they stay imprinted, then they're going to be there where you can manifest those dreams. Wonderful. Well, Rachel, I know that you have to be super busy with your classes and your <laughs> clients and you have six children and uh, yes. everything else you're doing and you're, and you're pastoring. Um, I asked this question to all of my guests. When you are feeling kind of creatively uh, empty, is there a, ho a hobby, a habit, this uh, is the something power that profile. you do that Stories replenishes your creativity? Hosted by award-winning broadcast um, well, journalist and entrepreneur, Christina Mendoza. And a worshiper. And so for me, music is like an outlet for me. Um, whenever, um, you know, it's like, oh, it's a lot going on. I'll turn on the music. I'll either I'll get to the piano. I'll start playing melodies or writing songs, or I'll turn on some worship music and I will just worship myself to death. Um, but I'm definitely music is my thing. Okay, so that's how you do it. All right, how do people connect with you? How do they find out more about you, uh, or even you know perhaps connect with you? Um, you can go to my website businessofdreams.net businessofdreams.net. You'll have all email information, um, different programs, like my dream college, all of that is in that one area. So I would say businessofdreams.net, or you can find me or follow me on Facebook at Business of Dreams or Rachel Senior. And then there's an email of info at businessofdreams.net that you can also um, contact me with. Rachel, this has been such a fun conversation. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Christina.
All right. I hope you got a little insight from Rachel Sr. and your own dreams. And you can connect with her at her website. Uh, you can also connect with her on Instagram where she goes by Dream Coach Rachel. A couple of things from my world at Mendonca Media. I've launched a new initiative based on this podcast. It's called The Power Profile. It's a mini documentary for C-suite execs and thought leaders to increase reputation and reach. We're having a blast putting these together. If you want to know more, just head to my website at mendonsamedia.com. While you're there, also sign up for my newsletter. It's a little value add each month, you know, communication tips and lessons from my consulting work. I share some research, some information and news about the whole world of communications uh, that I get from connections with colleagues in the academic space. It's not every month, but most months I do put out a newsletter, so I promise not to spam you. Also, the trailer for my new documentary is just about done. The movie is called Sacred Texts of War. It's brain science meets the most compelling stories from veterans of a variety of conflicts that you will hear. So look for the trailer. That's going to drop in January. And of course, November 17th, we have the Big Folsom Women's Conference coming up. If you're interested in attending, and I'd love for you to come. It's going to be a blast. We have great sessions planned all day long and a fabulous keynote speaker. Uh, you can check out my Instagram site if you'd like. In the uh, bio, I have a link to tickets there. You can also go to FolsomWomensConference.com. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Christina Mendonca. Stay powerful. This has been The Power Profile with Christina Mendonca. Stay connected through MendonzaMedia.com.